All right. Intrachea discussions of truth. Got a double header. Double header for you today. Um, we uh, we are going to uh, receive Carrie Madage in about 10 minutes. Dr. Carrie Madage. She's a uh, osteopathic uh, uh, DO, uh, osteopathic and internal medicine um, doctor. Kansas City University of Medicine and Biosciences. She has been incredibly active the past couple years uh, doing work for your vaccine uh, liberty. Uh, meaning what I mean by that is to uh, uh, to give you equal footing as to whether you uh, can re- receive the jab or be it inoculation that I refer to uh, per the... Um, uh, learned elders of Zion publication that's over a hundred years old, um, that calls for an inoculation of the masses. Uh, this is not a vaccine. We know that. So we're hosting, um, Dr. Madaj here in about, a, a about 10 minutes. Then the, uh, second hour at the regular time slot, we're going to be hosting Robert Bruce Spencer. He's an American anti-Muslim author and blogger, one of the key figures of the counter-jihad movement. He's published uh, two New York Times best-selling books, I believe. So we're we'll talking about um, his newest book and the oncoming, uh, the oncoming battle he sees, well, in the current battle he sees developing in the United States. Um, so that's what's on slate here uh, this, uh, this afternoon. Folks, uh, my website, of course, is iantrottier.com. That's I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R.com. I can be followed on Twitter uh, and or Instagram. You know, we're, we're taking on the Goliath here. Folks like myself, I've been doing this now. Uh, this is the seventh year that I've been doing uh, this show and uh, writing my articles uh, I'm simply a, an American that is uh, doing all that he can to retain the liberties that I enjoy. That means these very kind of elementary constitutional rights that we have in regards to free speech, free press, freedom of religion, which is likely, and, and I, I, I'm non-denominal, right? I, I don't get into religion. Um, I don't get into UFOs. But I don't get into religion. Now, what's the equation between religion and UFOs? Extraterrestrial. So, yeah, yeah. If you believe in God or whatever you believe God is, which is your freedom to do so, uh, then wouldn't that mean that God is an extraterrestrial? Yeah, because if you're considering the conventional interpretation of God, right, that lives in a heaven, then, uh, then that is extraterrestrial, not on this planet. Uh, so that's how I equate uh, the UFO with uh, with uh, God, if you will. And I get into that in my book. Um, you can go to Books a Million right now. Type in you type in my name, Ian Trottier, and no more lies. That'll bring up avenues to purchase the book. It's on uh, it's on pre order right now. Uh, as of about uh, eight weeks ago, at least um, we're very close. Was the word that I got from the publisher to uh, to printing. So Freedom Reserve, No More Lies, which has had a contract with the publisher for over four years and has been uh, being worked on as a book. It was, it took, uh, it took four years to, to write that. 
So I'm, I, I am proud of it. And I've already started on a second book, which I hope will be out come fall. I hope that uh, it will be out come fall. But let me, you know, for instance, I, you know, I, I, this is, you know, there's things that we can, we can do obviously as individuals. Um, if it, if it really, it seems like, you know, if it weren't for the United States, the, the global system, if you will, and, uh, the planet that we, that we live on, right. This, 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 this kind of, this organism that we, that we, that we are present on, um, would likely have been, have, have fallen into this great reset, right. Which, uh, the now King Charles, the then Prince was talking about with Klaus Schwab and his world economic forum. This is an opportune time, basically saying with this COVID, right. It was an opportune time to insert a digital form. We don't need to be, you know, tangibly exchanging debt paper, right. Which is what the federal reserve notes are, for instance, if it really, if it, if it weren't for people like Carrie Madaj, and this is the first time she's joined the program, but if it weren't for people like her, if it weren't for people like, uh, Brian Artis, who's a former guest on the show, weren't for people like Josh Yoder, who's a former guest on the show, weren't for people like that, and Miriam Hennon, happy birthday. Uh, if it weren't for people like that, and even J.P. Lindstroth, who has who's been a regular on the show for a couple, uh, many years, really since uh, some of the early days, if it weren't for some of these people, right, uh, and people like you, uh, then the world would probably have fallen into. Um, Certainly a short track to installing this Great Reset. Um, well, what is the Great Reset? Um, how does COVID-19, you know, the perfect, right? The, the perfect crisis, right? Uh, the perfect crisis. How does that equate to economics? Well, um, very simply, uh, some of this nanotechnology that's out there um, is, is already out there to kind of create a cryptocurrency attached to you as a human being and what your value is according to the economics of the country you reside in. And that gets, uh, that's, that again gets kind of thread into that crypto digital format of, uh, what is social credit system, which is being practiced in, in China. And by the way, let me just mention Yeti, um, the Yeti thermoses, and I don't know if that's the correct word to be used. I think thermos is a brand, but uh, the Yeti container that keeps drinks warm. I purchased one um, about a month ago, three weeks ago, I believe it was. $60 is uh, it's the, one of their larger sizes, and uh, it's, it's, it's garbage. Uh, it's, it's now after, uh, I don't know, 20 uses. It is now the the knob on the top to twist has become stripped. The threads have become stripped, and of course, grab it right now. And it says on the bottom, uh, it says uh, "Made in China." Made in China, uh, designed in Texas, made in China. This is a forty-six ouncer. Uh, boom. I mean, folks, that's my error, right? I I I made the mistake consciously, and I looked at it before I bought it. I knew they'd made it in China. But I'd made that decision, the mistake, the decision to purchase a product made in China. We, you, we must stop buying crap made in China. Uh, now, not that the Chinese don't put out good things, but most of the stuff that they uh, that that is that is that is made over abroad by the, by these American companies is done at large profit margins, um, and you know, of course, made there, shipped back over here, sold for four times the amount that it costs. Yeti likely to per- make this product, have the Chinese make this product and put their label on it. 
they're crap. You have to stop buying these things in China. And Walmart, you know, as lovely it is to walk into Walmart, Walmart, buy buy some milk or buy some toothpaste, right? It's they're the lowest prices, um, and those products are probably not necessarily made in China. But you know, then you you buy uh, some workout gloves or uh, whatever it may be, some yarn. Um, you know, Walmart's probably the worst offender of, 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 of reselling items that have been made in China. We must stop this. Uh, Home Depot is another one. Yeah, it's lovely. I love going to Home Depot. It's like a candy store for, 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 for a man, right? A man that likes that type of thing, tools, construction, building things. Uh, I love going to Home Depot. But, you know, these companies make their products, their tools, the majority of them are all made in China. Makita is one product that I like. It's a Japanese-made product. Serves well, uh, but these other products, a lot of these other products, are made in China. It's it's garbage. Um, I'm very upset with this Yeti product, right? It's this Texas company uh, with this cool name. You know, what is the Yeti? Yeti is kind of like this mysterious creature from the Himalayas or something like that. Uh, it's like a Bigfoot of the Himalayas. I'm not, I think that's what that is. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it's a cool name. Great little brand that's been growing now for 10 years. But this is a crap product, and I'm going to write to them. I'm going to tell them it's garbage. I'm going back down to the place that sold it to me. I want my money back. I want a product that's made in, in the United States. I want people to take pride in their work. I want a, want a product that's going to stand the test of time in that sense. You know, and our, and our products, our, our, our cars out of uh, Detroit have been made made well for, for, for a long time now. So. But anyway, uh, you know, I, want, I want you to conceptualize. When you look at – when you if you – this is your first time listening to me. If you're you're, you're now familiar, you're just now familiarizing yourself with my work, um, you have to look at the global landscape and what are the traditional powers. For instance, have you have you ever heard of? And I'm going to call. Uh, I'm going to bring carry on right right here in a moment. But I want you to consider: Have you ever heard of the donation of Constantine? You ever heard of that? Do you know what that is? The donation of Constantine. It's a fabricated, forged Roman empirical decree by which the 4th century emperor Constantine the Great supposedly transferred authority over to Rome and the western part of the Roman Empire to the Pope. You know, these these transatlantic slave trades were were, 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 were the Africans were being bought, sold elsewhere, Portugal, Spain, England, here in the U.S. These are all based off of Papa Bulls, Rome. Um, look at these traditional powers and see see how they may be of relevance to today. So that's that's the stuff that I get into because it's important. It's not being taught in our public education system. It's not even being taught at universities. I don't think you got to really dig for this kind of stuff. Um, and they probably, you know, the, the paperwork that's being taught, if it's being taught along those lines, it's probably not getting a very good grade. I don't know. These 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 learning institutions seems uh, seem uh, very uh, socialistic today. Uh, very different than, than than what it was when I was in school, uh, but we're always continuously in school, right? So, so anyway, so that's kind of look at these global powers and how that has influenced, um, you know, the different things uh, today. And it, it's very, very simple. I'm going to call Carrie right now, but it's very simple. The United States is in a $30 trillion debt. That's a massive federal debt, regardless of Democrat, Republican. The debt continues to skyrocket out of control. We, we've got to get that under control. We're going to bring on Carrie, calling her right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Madaj. Hello. Yes, Carrie. Uh, Ian Trottier here. Yes. Nice well, to meet you, Ian. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Discussions of Truth. The first time you've joined. And um, Carrie, uh, take a moment, uh, a, a introduce yourself for listeners. Uh, mostly, many of them likely know a little bit about you, but uh, take a moment and introduce yourself if you would, Dr. Madaj. 
Sure, yeah. Uh, my name is Carrie Made, and I was trained in osteopathic and internal medicine since 2001, and um, settled in Georgia, owned my own clinic, uh, medical director, taught medical students. And I've just done research, and I have knowledge on what is going on currently with the shots. Um, I've looked at things under the microscope, and um, so I have knowledge about that. So I've been speaking about uh, warning people about the dangers in those shots, as well as nanotechnology. And I also believe in our bodies can heal um, ourselves. And so I teach people how they can heal their own body, what makes us sick, um, so they don't have to keep going to the traditional um, hospitals and clinics. And, and Carrie, I, I, I believe you run in some of the circles of, 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 of former guests of mine. Um, Dr. Tenpenny had joined my show early on 2017 uh, dr uh, judy mikovitz i believe you you work with her and then brian artis has uh, actually become a friend of mine so this is really great to have you to the program i want to ask you a question i want to ask you a question you've got an extensive career you're very well educated very well educated you're a doctor when was it that you started kind of second guessing what may be happening in your country in regards to healthcare? Well, that actually started a long time ago when I was training because um, through my training where, for instance, we were part of a study with Pfizer where um, we, we they discovered that the cause of people having blockages in their arteries for heart attacks, it came from a bacteria in the mouth. And so we learned that there's a cause for just about any heart attack that could be prevented. It was an infection. But when Pfizer found out that people could be cured and the hospitals found out that people could be cured, that means there's no, there's no money. They told all of us involved to be quiet, never tell anybody about this, or we would never work again. So several times in my career, we were all threatened and told never to tell anyone. And the reason was when we came, uh, we saw something that could cure somebody, that was bad. You could never, ever really make somebody better or have a cure. Um, and so I, I learned that in my early on in training. So I, of course, that was very uh, depressing to hear that. But I also was taught in osteopathic medicine, which was more holistic. So I uh, always applied that with my patients in the past. Well, thanks for standing up and, and staying strong to your values, Dr. Dr. Madej. Um, with the COVID uh, uh, fiasco, this 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 kind of threat, this danger. Um, did you did you immediately be were you immediately suspicious that this was uh, not what media was making it out to be? Walk listeners through that process for you, and then I want you to talk about the uh, the injections as you refer to them as shots. Yes, I knew something was wrong right away because they were uh, wanting the lockdowns, and they also mentioned the word vaccine right away. And so when I I researched what were they putting inside of these vaccine vaccines, I was horrified because these ingredients were talked about in meetings that I had attended back between 2013 to the late 2014 um, while I was in, in Georgia. So scientific and business owners meetings, they talked about using these things. Some were for behavior control. Some were for surveillance, some were just to change the human body. So when I saw these same ingredients that they were that had been talked about in these meetings, I was very upset. I knew that it was for a different intention, a different purpose altogether. And so uh, 
after some time of researching it more, I decided it was my duty to speak up and let people know um, what what the information that I knew about it, uh, because I knew that it wasn't for the health and well-being of the public at all. So you were able to identify some of the ingredients in this supposed vaccine, which we we know is not a vaccine by definition. Um, and, and what about the virus itself? Was there anything in the virus that, that stuck out of you as being alarming? Well, I mean, I don't even know if there really is a virus. Nobody really knows that, right? Um, you know, they can, you know, things are, things can be spread through the air or the water purposely. So um, the way it was spread was really suspicious. There was only pockets of the U.S. that got it. And then um, it seemed to be that a lot of people were coming down with just the normal flu symptoms or asthma, and they weren't being treated properly. They're being told to go home, neglection of care. So I think a lot of um, fear and panic of pumping up something that wasn't really there. Um, I kind of go along with the lines of Lee Merritt that maybe some kind of a contact poisoning was used in certain areas, and then you know, as time went on, you know, people were just being diagnosed uh, incorrectly with flu, and, and really flu or the cold or something like that um, with this COVID syndrome. So the people that I had seen before when I was treating, um, I would always treat them as if they had an atypical pneumonia, like atypical bacteria, and they got better. So and that was with antibiotics. So you don't treat a virus with antibiotics. Um I think we're not being told the truth about this, but I don't think we have to worry about some virus that's just natural in the environment at all. What are your What are your comments in regards to the conduct of Anthony Fauci? Give listeners an opinion on that. Oh uh, well, he's just a liar. I mean, every time he says one thing, uh, a month or two later, he says quite the opposite, and he goes back and forth, back and forth. There's nothing uh, truthful that comes out of his mouth. Um, you know, he's just one of many people that are involved with this uh, agenda. So, um, you know, you can get rid of him, but the the agenda goes on. We need to look at this from a bigger picture. So uh, we need, you know, it's us, we the people, according to the Constitution, they're supposed to be serving us, you know, any of these government entities. And if they're not doing their job, it's up to us. It's our duty to start this government anew. Um, but I haven't seen them do their 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 job properly yet, unfortunately. Yeah, but it seems like there's there's strides that are being made, and I want you to address the agenda, and again, we'll go back to what you know about the shot and, and, and how people can um, kind of approach that. Um, it's not being forced like it was, certainly. But what we got, what we've got recently here with the House Freedom Caucus is, uh, you know, some of these key uh, these key members of Congress, uh, 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 Boebert, uh, Gates, uh, Biggs, they really stood up uh, strong to what they feel is uh, the elements of the swamp. Uh, that are that are in Congress. And uh, and what was it yesterday now that the uh, uh, the Pentagon is now uh, relaxed uh, mandates on our soldiers? Um, are, are you seeing an increase? It seems to me, Carrie, that, that there are more and more people dying now. They're not being uh, it's not being equated to uh, being injected with these so-called vaccines. But it seems like more and more people are dying. It seems like once a day, somebody of uh, somebody that's fairly well known is, is dying. Um, are you seeing a correlation in that? And then 
And then, Carrie, describe what what the agenda is in your view. Well, what is the agenda for for listeners? Um, well, I think a lot of us that were speaking out in the beginning predicted that um, it would, you know, take a couple of years, you know, three years or so, when we start to see uh, more of the deaths, which we are, yeah, because we knew in the beginning that the way this was designed, this injection that's falsely called a vaccine. It has uh, what it's doing is suppressing your important immune checkpoints indefinitely, meaning the way your body normally protects itself is being affected. It's being stopped. So your body can't protect itself from um, new cancer cells or new infections or toxins that are getting in it. It's, it's weakening its defenses. And so in these early studies, we did see, you know, there, there was evidence of more cancer cells, of course, of more infections or having a weakened immune system. So this was expected. The data was there. It was just ignored by all of the health officials, unfortunately, as far as the, the, uh, the agenda, um, you know, people need to realize that the United States is answering to um, really World Economic Forum, the United Nations, World Health Organization. It's answering to other entities other than itself. It's not acting as a sovereign country anymore, which is sad. And so you have to look at what are these organizations wanting? Well, they truly want a one world government. Um, They want to be able to control people. They want one everything. Uh, one religion, one government, one healthcare system, everything like that. And if you if you want everybody to be the same really quickly, you know that's that's not a good thing ever. Um, the World Health Organization has been really strict in saying they believe in using vaccines for everything. Um, at the meetings I went to, uh, they mentioned that they thought vaccines were the key to everything. They wanted people to get vaccines for everything. Um, they felt like the, the future was to connect the human body to the, dig- the digital realm so that all of us would be walking Wi-Fi um, bodies. It's called the Internet of Things or Internet of Bodies so that and each one of us would walk around and unknowing to us, we would be putting out a Wi-Fi signal that would be picked up and um, things in our body, data would be gathered. And this would be accumulated and monitored. So that's a surveillance system. So that's, you know, why would you want to do that to somebody unless you really wanted to control them? So that's one thing. And that was actually talked about in an Atlanta business owners meeting I went to. They talked about using this technology to spy on the people and to modify their behavior to make them nicer people. Um, you know, it's, you, it, it sounds crazy, I know, but unfortunately, if you do your due diligence and you look and see what is their, what are their statements, they want everyone to be connected to the digital world, whether they like it or not. And the reasons aren't really for our health and welfare. It's really for surveillance. It's a police state kind of thing. So, you know, we have a window of opportunity here as people are waking up to what is going on to not comply um to you know turn things around this way to stand up for what is right i think people are finally waking up this year it took a little time with the data to get them to understand um and we need to unite our voices so uh you know we we have to do it this year 2023 is very important what are the what are the ingredients uh dr made what are the ingredients in these shots that relate to um 
transmission uh, with with Wi-Fi and 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 explain, if you will, your understanding of how that equates to transhumanism. Well, inside of the shot, they use nanotechnology, which they've never unveiled before in mass until now. This is the first time, and. I actually looked at Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, um, the vials under the microscope from three different states and several different times. So I wanted to see what was actually in them. I just observed under the microscope, and every time that I observed in all of the vials, there's evidence of a superconducting material inside of them. So in other words, that is a liquefied computing system. It's uh, undeniable that it's in there. And I'm not the only one to see this. This has been reported all over the world by many other researchers. And so, you know, what is this used for? Well, it goes inside the host, the body, and over time it can actually assemble and form really uh, like a computing system that can be within a living being, you you yourself. this isn't good for your health. This is simply to connect the human body to the internet. Again, it's it's a way to connect you digitally, the human body, to the internet of everything. Um, and so, in essence, that's the beginning of something that's called transhumanism. So that's changing the human body as we know it right now. Um, it's really important people know this quickly because as each as each shot is given it's a cumulative effect more and more of this substance is being put into the body um and what does it really do none of us really know i mean we know it's not healthy we know it can kill people and make them sick um but but it can also in those people that are surviving it it can be used again to to have surveillance on them to connect them digitally to um this digital world so yeah it's these are crazy times but you know knowledge is power and understanding this um you have to make a decision about how you want to live your life i know how to i want to live mine and i believe that we unite um we have a wonderful constitution that protects our rights if we use it and activate it and i believe in that we need god right now too so i believe in prayer so, Dr. Maday, I, w- I want to get to your opinion on how someone would go about detoxing themselves if they have allowed this injection, this shot, into their bodies. What do you suggest uh, that they do? Um, and the other question I have for you is, are these nanoparticles, is this nanotechnology, is it breaking the blood-brain barrier? Where it, Does it have a particular spot in the body that it's lodging itself? Um. Well, these, what they're telling us that the vaccine is making the body produce, they're making the person's body become a factory. And the person is producing what they're claiming is a spike protein, and they claim that's part of the virus. I mean, this is what they're saying. Well, what we what has been admitted since they unveiled that is that the spike protein is very inflammatory, and it's very sticky like Velcro. So imagine little Velcro pieces that are very inflammatory just being produced for an unknown amount of time, unknown quantity every day in that person's body. So it goes everywhere in the body. It has some um, preferences. Um, we know the ovaries in, in women, 164 times uh, um, preference for that, which is really dangerous for fertility. Um, of course, the endothelium of the blood vessels, so that would make it stickier in the blood vessels. 
the heart. Um, we do know that even the nervous system is affected. So yes, it can cross into the nervous system, the blood brain barrier, these spike proteins. Um, and it's causing inflammation everywhere. We don't know, there's no stopping point for this. When the manufacturers were asked, how long does this effect last? The answer in the beginning was, well, it will burn itself out, which is not a scientific answer, um, meaning they don't know either. It's it's a big experiment happening on people right now, unfortunately. Yeah, scary, really. Um, and 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 what do you suggest people people that are listening that have received the injection? I call it an inoculation. Um, how do they detox? Can they detox? Well, nobody knows how to really detox or take it out of the body. So we don't know that. Um, we do know ways to make yourself healthier that when people do that, they do feel better. So um, we, many of us recommend um, like a heavy metal detox. You can do that with uh, herbs like cilantro. You can also do that with a supplement called DMSA. DMSA. That's a supplement you can get online, and it's really easy to take. You take three capsules every two weeks, you know, and you keep doing that every two weeks for about a year. So it takes out um, heavy. It was Dr. Madey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and uh, she uh, again. She'll be in. Uh, she'll be in St. George. Uh, she'll be in St. George this uh, this weekend. Uh, she's Dr. Madea will be talking about um, resolution and how to heal oneself uh, more than talking about what's in the uh, what's in these uh, quote vaccines. Uh, we know we know that well. There's two things that go that are going on in my mind. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, and if you listen to this and you're thinking, well, in the the election of uh, what was it, 2020, was the most honest and transparent election the country's ever had. Um, I, I I I suggest uh, I I differ in that, and I suggest that you uh, look at a book called Vote Scam, um, written by uh, two brothers, the Collier brothers, uh, and this traces back a collusion of. Big tech, IBM, with big media, um, uh, and how elections have been manipulated. Now, this book was written over 15 years ago, I, I believe. Uh, how uh, elections have been, presidential elections have been manipulated and rigged, going back to the time of LBJ. So, likely meaning the Trump election that put him in office was done on purpose. So if that was done on purpose and Trump was put in office the first place, why? Because there's something called order out of chaos. You divide and you conquer. Now, I don't know if that was what if that's what happened. I'm just suspecting that that is possibly what happened. But what we do know, what we do know, my personal experience because likely you lived it as well, is that at about, what was it, 10 p.m. Eastern, numbers started dramatically flipping in favor of Biden. We didn't, there's 350 million people in this country. Uh, why aren't more of us speaking up and speaking out? Yes, that election was not transparent. Uh, okay, if, if you disagree, then you disagree. I honor that. 
I respect it. But what we do know, again, is that let's take into consideration that there's no way they could have this guy continue in office. Let's say they allowed him to go in, they meaning the strains that control the government financially. Okay, that is the, 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 the strings behind the Federal Reserve economically. Right. You follow the money. Money controls everything. Right. I mean, you can't you can't operate without money. You got to have some type of income coming in. Right. Whether you got a trust fund or you work as a carpenter or you work at a car wash or a restaurant, you've got to have currency right, to live. You got to pay your bills. Um, it's just, that's just the, that's just the rain that we're all subjugated to. There's no way around that. That's the system. So the government doesn't operate unless it's funded, right? What regulates the American economy? That is the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve in itself is a central banking system. And I think for, for, for the longest time, it wouldn't even publicize that it itself was a central bank. Because let's not forget, Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson dueled over that exact banking mechanism. Uh, I said Jefferson, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton wanted to adopt, and that was what was successfully adopted in the early days of this country, this nation, was a central banking system. There is one president out of 46, one that left office without a debt, and that is Andrew Jackson. I believe the year was 1832, and he ran on the re-election platform to literally kill the bank, destroy the bank. He did not, from my understanding, want the central banking system to continue. So therefore, if money controls everything, it makes complete sense that one president out of 46 was able to leave office without a debt. 45 have been in debt. That includes Abe Lincoln. That includes John F. Kennedy. That includes Bush's, Obama, Clinton, Trump, and now Biden. And this debt now gets incredibly, it's skyrocketing. It's, uh, what is it, over $31 trillion? Close to $31 trillion? I'd have to look at the debt clock. But here's the point. If Trump had gotten in there and simply was doing too much, that these powers, these European central banking powers, Bank of International Settlements, Basel, Switzerland, World Economic Forum, okay, these banking powers out of Europe that regulate the American banking system, otherwise known as the Federal Reserve Central Bank, that doesn't have any gold. So there's nothing intrinsic that it prints. You can't convert any bill that it prints to something of substance that you can tangibly put into a safe, like a piece of gold or silver. Okay. This is what JFK argued against. This is what, uh, this is what, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln is arguing against. So if Trump was simply doing too much for his country to save it, uh, that he was pushed out. And it is apparent now that this Biden administration, which I urge you to 
consider calling it a regime, right, uh, has now taken reins of D.C., set the, set the sails right on the ship, and then poof, all of a sudden, you no longer get this push to, instate, re, to install this great reset, this digitization. And the COVID thing has just kind of gone away, right? I mean, it's maybe once a month you get something that comes up on the mainstream media. Oh, there's a new strain. Da, 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 you know, they kind of test the grounds. And when I say they, in regards to the media, it all goes back to the Council on Foreign Relations, which is regulated by um, the, the London, the British uh, arm of that, the Royal Institute of Foreign Affairs, I, I think it may be called. Um, the Council on Foreign Relations regulates all mainstream media in this in the United States. Um, and so, therefore, if the mainstream media is now has now taken the, 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 the foot off the pedal of the whole COVID thing and the vaccine thing, and now there's this push, which I attribute to the House Freedom Caucus. Um, I've met politicians in regards to this. So, and again, you must do the same. You, 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 your voice, if you have one, I suspect you do, uh, unless you're mute, which is possible. But as long as you're not a mute, you have a voice, which means you can pick up a phone and you can talk to politicians just as I do. And it, it's necessary. It's needed. You must do it. Um, you can have your opinion heard. And that is the great liberty that you have been given, your inheritance, if you will, of being an American, if you're an American, you have that ability to exercise it because it's making a difference. And like I'm saying, what I'm getting to here is the uh, the, the the Freedom Caucus here, uh, the House Freedom Caucus, uh, which was initially set up by uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Meadows and DeSantis, my understanding. Uh, it's carrying some weight now. It's carrying some weight because it's now forced. It's now forced um, uh, McCarthy and his people to adopt certain uh, uh, certain pillars uh, that 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 have become non-negotiable, if you will, right? So so McCarthy was told to accept these things in order for them to get their vote. And we know that six six of them, um, uh, 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 congressional members, representatives, six of them held out uh, and voted um, present. Right? So, so simply did not extend their vote to McCarthy. Now, I don't know much about McCarthy. I've never met him. But what I'm saying is that there's, you must, like Dr. Madej was talking about, there is this, there is a master, right, that pulls the strings of a puppet. This is not a conspiracy theory, folks. This is a fact. And each and every one of you should be demanding answers. Because you're not being given them. And like Dr. Madej just said, the technology exists. It's there. It's been there. Transhumanism is another issue she talked about. Do you want to convert yourself into kind of these robotic elements? Well, that is how it seems. Now, you can get into um, get into chemtrails, which is a United States Air Force term from the 1960s. Um, you can get into chemtrails. That's, you know, that's another of these nanoparticles that you could possibly be exposed to, breathing into. Dane Wigington's a, a guy that's done a lot of research on that. He's a former guest of mine. 
and uh, and and, uh, and 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 you can get a lot of information from him in regards to uh, in regards to that. Uh, but you must, if you're unhappy, if you're not satisfied with the path that the country is going on, um, then you you must become vocal. You, you simply must, and you must believe that you can and will make a difference. I'm telling you. But if you don't send that email, make that phone call, if you don't make your opinion heard, then you won't make a difference. Karen Madej is no different than you. Dr. Mikevitz is no different than you. Some of these other great people, they're they're no different than you. They're human beings. Um, And they're simply doing work that they know they can do. And that's what I urge you to do. Uh, let the words resonate with you. Uh, again, take a historical approach because because it's 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 that that these powers that be, I suspect, do not want you. They don't want you to add up, um, make the connections, right? They don't want you to make the connections and add the pieces together, put the pieces together. They they don't want you to do that. First off, you're likely in some type of a nine to five. And so you don't really have a whole lot of time to do that. Just so happens that my fuse blew in 2016 when I was exposed to the Zika virus in Miami Beach. And I've done nothing but research since now in its seventh year. It's all I've done because I knew after I'd done initial research and read a little bit of Anthony Sutton, uh, the guy that walked away from Stanford. I talk about him probably every episode. Um, I knew that this country was in deep, dire situation. Um, But we can reverse course, and I think we are slowly. So I'm going to repeat for you again. You know, Dr. Miday spoke about um, laws and how laws are written, in a sense. What is is common law, right? What is canon law? Uh, What is God's law? Well. These are all things that the country and the Constitution have been built around, Judeo-Christian laws and principles. And regardless of what your religion is, first off, you're grateful, if you're in the United States, you'd be grateful for a religious freedom. But more, what I urge you to do is look at a, look at a historical perspective. And Eric John Phelps is a guy that I listen to a lot. He's a former guest on my show. He really brings out some very important elements of the past and how, I mean, let's look at it. The United States doesn't exist if it's not for the Puritans, the Protestants, in other words, they were Protestants. They're protesting Roman law uh, that King Arthur, uh, King Henry VIII was living under, right? So I've got my, got my, uh, got my right. Do I have my right King? Uh, 1630s. Um, and they left the church of England, right? They left it because it was still too, it was too, too, too much tied into Roman law. Um, but if we go back further and we look at, for instance, Constantine the Great, well, Constantine the Great, you likely don't know this. Constantine the Great was crowned emperor of Rome, the Roman Empire, in Aboricum, which is now known as York, which is in England. Okay. And then I had just brought to your attention something called the Donation of Constantine, which in itself 
is arguable. So here you get Rome, the Pope, saying, well, Constantine deeded, he decreed. He decreed the 4th century, the 4th century Constantine the Great, decreed, supposedly transferred in a decree, authority over to Rome in the western part of the Roman Empire to the Pope. However, that in itself is forged. Um, and that's how, this is, this, is, this is the historical aspect. How much influence has Rome had on the corruption that you're experiencing right now in the United States? And all the lines that my research points to doesn't pin it on the Jews, doesn't pin it on some secret group of Jewish Kabbalists. No, it doesn't. The Jews were persecuted, killed, murdered, slain in Hitler's Germany. Why? Because Hitler was doing the work of the Pope. And yes, this is a holy war. And who's the tip of the spear? My research shows, this is my research, that it's the militant order, the military order, known as the Society of Jesus, otherwise known as the Jesuits. Now, the Knights of Malta, another historical inquisition, in, in, in conquering crusade order. Right? These people conquer and destroy Protestants, if you will. Nations. That is their objective. Okay? Just food for thought as you work to retain those constitutional freedoms. And I'm not meaning to offend anybody's religion. I don't mean to offend, to offend Archbishop Vigano, who I believe is 80, 81 years old. He was warning Donald Trump when he was in office that this agenda has been created by the deep state, otherwise known as Rome. And it doesn't stop there. It becomes very... It becomes very blurry what power is controlling Rome because these these old families struggle to control power in Rome. Um, look at the history after World War II and the Second Vatican Council. But these are this is what my research is showing is that this is if indeed you want to retain your constitutional values, you want to keep your country strong together. Then you must look at these global, these old global powers. And you and you have to relate to how they have planted uh, tentacles in your freedom and aim to destroy them. And it's not a five-year plan. It's not a 10-year plan. It's a 100-year-plus plan. These people have been in power. They have the financial means to draw it out. It's like getting into some type of a local dispute, right? Where there's a there's a there's a legal dispute. Well, it just so happens it seems unless you've got a clincher, the party with the more money is going to win, right? The attorney that gets paid more, the one that's going to draw it out. I mean, I ran a small valet parking company in San Francisco. And uh, the largest parking operator in New York um, was threatening to take me to court. Yet I'd been using the name iPark uh, for seven years at that point in time. It wasn't registered. Empirical Parking found it, registered it. I'd end up selling the name to Imperial Parking. 
I couldn't face him in I couldn't face him in court. Couldn't. Didn't have the means, right? So um, what I'm trying to do here is give a parallel as to some of these some of these very well endowed organizations. Okay, they're incredibly well funded. And that's why I implore you, and that's why I say it's up to you. And like Dr. Madea was saying, it's up to each and every one of us. We must work together to save the country. But if you don't see how it needs to be saved, then that's the first challenge that you have. Likely, if you've gotten to this point in this episode and you listen to me, you realize it's in uh, it's in need of some 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 writing. The ship is is not right. So it looks like 118th Congress. So some good things happening there, and um, and I'll be I'll be back on, folks, in just a few minutes with uh, Robert B. Spencer. Uh, he'll be talking about the uh, counter jihad movement. So we thank Dr. Madey and folks. Um, until next time, share the share the episode. Until next time, be awesome. Uh, and I apologize for uh, Dr. Madey being cut off because I realized that she she was cut off.